The champ is here. We will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm going to continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will I not, not lose. lose. Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. He is a DB of the show. We are black in sports, giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. Here interviewing the best professionals in the game and in the boardroom. Covering it all, laughing it all, while providing a platform to be heard. So you know what we do about this time. I got to welcome our guests, all right? So today, we're going to get into our guest story. And we're going to find out why he feels that everyone has a story and he wants to get to know yours. All right. So motivational speaker, Mike Philogene. Did I get that right? Yes, Yeah, sir. let's clap it up. Let's clap it up for Mike Philogene. Let's clap it up. Clap it up. All right. So how we start the show, man, is we ask you to give us a shoot your shot moment. All right. This is a moment in time. It could be a brief story of, you know, where you went for it all. You shot your shot. You bet on yourself. And you made things happen, man. It could have been a win or lose situation. You could have shot the shot, and someone else had to screw up the rebound. But give us a shut your shot moment. Shut your shot moment. Uh oh. When I took the shot to start believing in myself. Okay. In life, uh, we all have decisions. We all have choices to make, and it's crazy that you know we'll bet on somebody, we'll bet on a lottery, but. We never bet on ourselves. Mm. And that's how special and unique we are as individuals. All of us got something great to bring to the table. So I decided to start betting on myself. And even though I didn't know what the outcome was going to be in the beginning, I stuck with it. And eventually the, st- the shots start falling. So that's a raw moment of betting on myself. Look at that. Out the gate. I like it. That's where we're going right here with it. I love it. So you, you said st- your shots start falling. Sports-wise, was there a love for sports that originated your foundation? Where, where was that? Where did that start at? Yeah, it, it was a love for sports, but didn't put in the time to be great. Okay. So, you know, uh, I was born in Miami, Florida. I came out here in Las Vegas when I was six years old. Uh, my parents are two immigrant parents from Haiti. Okay. You know, from so my first language was Creole, French Creole. Yeah. I did not know English. And so that started off, you know, obviously me growing up watching, you know, Michael Jordan and, and, you know, in in the late 80s and, you know, into the 90s. So that was my inspiration to obviously pursue basketball. Okay. Just playing around the neighborhood with my older brothers and friends outside. And I was actually talented, very talented to play the game. Okay. Um, But, you know, when you get to a point when you get older, you know, there's people that's talented in you. But also there's people that can surpass talented people by having a, a, a perseverance and a drive to want to work hard. Right. Um, but I was talented. So that took me so far. And uh, I, I just, you know, basketball teaches you about life, too. And a lot of a lot, that's why I encourage a lot of people to play sports okay. in any type of sport, because it teaches you to go through adversity. You know, 100%. and when you when you don't look at the scoreboard, because a lot of people, a lot of us look at the scoreboard in life. Um, when we don't look at the scoreboard and you go through those adversities, you go through those challenges, when you look up, you're right back in the game. Mm -hmm. So, uh, 
Man, you started off uh, young. Said so you got to be great at five five years old. You was already like, hey, I got to be great. I'm gonna lock in. I'm gonna get this going. And I guess looking at Michael Jordan as as the the pinnacle, I guess that's where you would get that from. Absolutely, but it, it takes work, man. Like it, it it takes really work. You know, I, I could tell you a story about you know former NBA player C.J. Watson. Um, he went to Bishop Gorman. I went to Clark High School out here. Okay, and and, and when I knew he was on a different level than me is that we're at Bishop Gorman, and this is, I'm a junior, he's a senior. Uh-huh. And at that time, he's the leading scorer of the whole Las Vegas region, including Reno. And I'm the second leading scorer. He's averaging about 28 points a game. I'm averaging about 26 points a game. Okay. So first time playing CJ, um, I dropped 18 at halftime. He only has four. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the locker room, my chest all out. Number one what? Number one right? Like, come check on. them rankings. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> CJ was number one scoring <laughs> in, in the Valley, right? So I, I, I'm saying, CJ who? Yeah, right? absolutely. In the locker room, right. right? Absolutely. And CJ always been the person that, you know, he has, he has the fundamentals. Like, you could just tell that he was going to, he was bound to make it to the NBA. So I have 18, he has four. Second half, he drops 32. <laughs> and I drop four. Uh, so, so, so so the 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 standpoint where I'm telling you that story is that he put in the time. Yeah. I was just skilled. I, I was just really talented right. in scoring the basketball, but I didn't put in the time to to actually develop my game to the highest level I could. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? And I, I look back and, you know, I was nominated for McDonald's All-American Basketball. I, 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 you know, I was the jock of the school, all that stuff. Yeah, you played on a couple All-Star teams. I see yeah. You right here. And, and, but it, it was, you know, when you when you, when you you come to this world, you, you, you don't know sports, you know, kind of like put you in a box of you have to be this certain way to be successful. Mm-hmm. You have to be this certain way to, to know who you are. Mm-hmm. And... I never knew who I was, even when I went to college. I, I never knew who I was because I never spent time with myself to get to know myself. And as I'm, I, as I got done with college, I was looking back and I'm like, I'm still in the same spot that I was when I was in high school, still making the same mistakes. When I got to college, still, still making the same mistakes. So what were some of those mistakes? What, what were you saying that were mistakes, right? Because, like, this is the thing. Within everyone's story, there's adversity and there's mistakes. Yeah. So if if you're comfortable to share some of those, because people need to hear those. One hundred percent. Um, I, I, mistakes as in like being a follower. Mm. Um, mistakes as in like um. Not being bold enough to say no, not to follow the crowd. Those are mistakes. And putting in the work, as you at, said at, too. One hundred percent. Right? And so at that point, I'm like, okay, because a lot of people think basketball players. Those 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 are gifts that they have. Those right. are no. Those are they're skilled, <laughs> very very skilled because because a gift never runs out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't care. It's an eight, right? You have that. Oh, eight. An eight, like it's within you. Yes. So an eight, <laughs> for sure. So a gift. They can't enunciate around this one. Oh, you start using them the, the source. <laughs> <laughs> Scrabble words. <laughs> it's in you. Hey, hey Google. <laughs> Siri. No, so so it's uh, uh you know, you you can go to a job. Th- those are skills that you can learn. Yeah. And you can en- enhance and, and and put in your toolkit, but they can still fire you from a nine to five. Sure enough. They can't they, they can't never fire a gift because that's in you. Mm. And I started looking back and looking at the situation like, wow, basketball's over with. So I, I, I got in a dark place thinking that I wasn't good enough. I thought I was only put on this earth to be a professional athlete because us as black men, 
that's all we see on TV usually. Basketball player, football players, and that's it. And we limit ourselves. Drug dealers, we see that. Us shooting against each other, you know, robbing each other, gangsters. That's all we see. And so how can we how can we trick the mind to to see something different? Start spending time with yourself. And black in sports. <laughs> no, I mean that's one of the reasons we started, right? Because we need to see the transformation of what yeah. you can be. And we want to show like we do have our professional athletes and people that have played the game in the tie of sports, but we definitely show we had directors and, you know, C level people and you it's know much business. It. It's much more to it. One hundred percent. So no a lot of avenues. You can go lot, pro in a lot of different stuff. One hundred percent. The yeah, NCAA's exactly. only good commercial that they made a couple <laughs> years ago. I think For that sure. was out when we were playing, right? Yep, like yep. guys going pro and other things. <laughs> it happens. Most of y'all do. One hundred percent. So you said like, all right, so now you're coming into you said basketball wasn't a dream. Was that like fading as you went through the college process? Like so it, so you're balling out, man. You're getting the accolades in high school, and now you're going to college. So where did you end up going to college? I went to junior college in um, Sierra, uh, Sierra in Sacramento, California. Okay. A junior college. But also, I'm only 6'1". So, you know, I'm, I'm not uh, – you can find a guard anywhere that's that's taller than 6'1". <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I, I yes. can put the ball in the basket. But like I said, when it comes to working on your craft, uh-huh. when you, like, really take time to work on your craft and get better, then, you know – you can get, you can open up different avenues. But, you know, I went, I had all schools in the country looking at me, but oh, obviously wow. I didn't take school seriously either. Part of those, got um, you. That was part of it too, right? You know, and and I, that was part of it too. But th- that's what I'm saying with the mistakes. So when I when I went to a junior college, the same schools are looking at me at a junior <laughs> college and I'm still not taking it seriously. Right. And so when I get done with that, I'm like, when season's over, because you do two years in junior college. So, Coach is like, so Mike, you know, these schools are looking at you. Are you interested? Coach, I'm not going to class. So so my, my academics is not backing up what I what what I'm what I want to do. Right. And so I hit another depressed state. Like, dang, like, wow. And so coach is saying, cause all my mind was no one like it's that's why it's so important to have the right people around you to to speak life into you and to give you guidance. hundred percent. And that's why I, I can I can I love LeBron James because he's surrounded himself with people that's gonna give him the right direction. 100%. You need you don't need a you, you need you don't need an entourage around. You need people that's gonna hold you accountable and also you need people that's gonna tell you what you need to hear, not what you wanna hear. Right. Right? And so coach was like, I can get you to go overseas to play basketball, but my mindset was I thought the only way you can get to the NBA is just by going to the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know you can find talent anywhere. <laughs> I can get paid going overseas. Right. But I was so stupid and naive to think that it was only one avenue because no one was telling me this. Yeah. And then that's when I, I, I decided to come back home and I still was making a mistake, kicking it on a block, chilling, uh, not you know, I was I was afraid to go home for a long time because I didn't want people to start asking me questions. What happened? What, man? What, why why are you back here? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I was afraid. So I so I stayed away for for a long time. I'll say like about seven years after I got done playing okay. playing playing sports in Sacramento, California. And then I decided to come back and then I decided to start working on myself. And and, and what's crazy is is that I'm thankful I, I really believe in my heart I could have made it to the NBA, but I'm thankful and grateful I didn't make it. Because if I did make it Y'all wouldn't be y'all wouldn't know the person you y'all, y'all right. know now because a lot of people don't work on themselves. Right. NBA players, there's some people in the NBA that don't know who they are still. They're not They're just forced doing to. It. Yeah. They're just so, performing the skill. And that, that, that's it. Yeah. And, and when that go, is gone, usually nine times ten bankruptcy. Um, start oh doing some crazy stuff. So it, it it's just uh, sometimes God tells you no 
Sometimes when you want something, God will tell you no, not because you don't deserve it, because you're not ready for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how do you react to things when God is telling you no, when you think you're ready? Right. God's timing is perfect. Right. My timing is not. Right. So I'm thankful and grateful I went the long route to find my gift and my purpose on this earth because you guys are seeing the person that is a miracle. I'm, I'm a testimony that's speaking right now that if you spend time with yourself to, to, to block out all the noise mm-hmm. and that's around you and people try to pull you this way and pull you that way, if you block that out, you'll get to actually come to yourself and find out yourself. And, and you're making an impact on on more lives than potentially you would have been playing basketball 100%. as well. 100%. What was, what was, back to a basketball, describe me your game. You say you was a scorer. What was your game like? Is there anybody that you pattern your game after? Not necessarily Michael Jordan because he's 6'6 six, six with huge hands. <laughs> you're right. I, 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 didn't, uh, I didn't pattern my game after MJ. I was just give me the ball and get out the way. I, I'm getting buckets. <laughs> <laughs> Clear them out. Clear hey, out. Watch out. Clear them out. I'm, I'm getting buckets. And it, it was crazy is, is that I, I went to a junior college visit. I was I went to a couple of junior college, and it was uh, Feather River College, okay. right, in Quincy, California. Mm-hmm. So yep. I go there, and there's a lot of people that from Las Vegas that go there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I come in the gym, and I'm like, oh, man, I play AAU with these cats. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to be around here, right? <laughs> right? So I come, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and so the coach, me and him is talking, and – he pulled me to the side. And he said, that's why one of the reasons why I didn't want to go there, even though I was a scorer, like there's t- certain areas and there's certain places that you, you're you supposed to be at, mm-hmm. right? And so this is what I, before I made the decision to go to Sierra. And so the coach was like, yeah, Mike, um, I want you to know I've I seen your footage. I like your game and all this stuff. And he said, if you see an orange rim, shoot. <laughs> yeah. You know what that means, right? Green light. Green light. Green light. And, and, and I'm thinking in my head, uh, am I the only person he's telling this stuff Green light. To? Uh, that's, that's the office. I mean, so, the offense, right? Like, so, hey, green light, just shoot the right. joint. <laughs> no, yeah, you was the only one. Everybody else was, hey, set the screen. Right. right. Rebound. Clear out. Box out. That's crazy, man. But but I'm thankful and grateful I went to Sierra because um, my coach taught me about life. You know, when you, when you have a coach in this game, um, that teaches you about life, not just basketball. But right. like, like I said, it, 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 it's it relate it's relatable. Sports and also life is the same thing. Adversity. Yeah. You know, you're up in games. You're down in games. He he always used to say, "Don't be a front runner." And as as an 18, 19 year old kid, you're like, "What, what, does, what, that that? Right. what does that mean? What does that mean? What are you talking and, about?" And, and, but it didn't make sense like until I, I was done, like 22, 23. He said, and and, and it started. I'm like, "Dang, coach, wow." Because there's going to be information all you guys share with each other, and it might click to one person, and the other two, like, I don't know what that means. Right. But we're so, you know, caught up in being okay with asking. What was that? Explain that to me in a, in a way. So when he meant by front runner, that means that when you're up in games, you give me a teammate's dap, good shot. Yeah. Hey, man, great, great hustle. But when you're down in games, you ain't got the same energy. Paul George. I think Mike talking to you, Paul George. You, you have the same energy. And, 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 and you front because at the end of the day, you should you should be the same way when that's why you, you can't you can't really never tell right. with Tim Duncan or Kawhi Leonard if they're up or down. Right. Because their emotions in control. I like open. Keep that same energy. Keep that same energy at the end of the day because your breakthrough's right around the corner. Right. If Facts. you stay with the game plan. Facts. And so that right there in itself, I don't think if I would if I would have went to Feather River, I would have got that life lesson by my coach that I went to Sierra. And plus you'd have been like being playing at home anyway. Right. Because <laughs> everybody was 100%. there. 100%. So, <laughs> yeah, man. But but my, my game was to just, just score. Like, obviously, after MJ, my favorite player was Dwayne Wade. You okay. know, I, 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 I just relate to him because of just how, 
you know, he went to so-called a small school, was not a McDonald's All-American. But at the end of the day, if you get a chance to get to a, 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 a point, if you outwork the people that is supposed to be that people, uh-huh. then any blessings are just going to come to you when you work hard at something. Right. And you got to stick with it. Right. Through the ups and downs. Right. So, yeah. I dig it. So, how was it sports-wise here, um, like growing up in LV, and how do you think it's really going to change now, you know, with the NHL, NFL, you know, the way Summer League has grown and, and kind of, like it's twofold, right? The kids are seeing this a little closer now, yeah. right? So how was it for you growing up here with sports, your thoughts, and then what do you think it's going to be now or that you're seeing it? Well, Vegas really never had exposure. Obviously, we had Kevin Gangs, We had we had uh, Mar- Marcus Banks, uh, Demetrius Hunter, C.J. Watson. We had a couple of, you know, big-time players, but they didn't get the exposure that they should have got. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? And I think, you know, so... And that, it didn't trace all the way back here, right? Like, yeah. it just really stuck with maybe just the, the school that they went 100%. to, 100 percent. Right? And, and I think now um, there's more exposure now to Las Vegas. Vegas is growing fast, obviously, as you guys can see that. You know, um, so it's going to be great for people that are coming up the ranks in Las Vegas to 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 really embrace this this time in life um obviously the generation before us i'm pretty sure they wish that they was in our generation right because right. uh, of the opportunities that's around us right and now that i wish that i had the opportunity in the spotlight also that the generation now has that i didn't have you telling me so so <laughs> so every generation you know has its pros and its cons every generation has has something that to offer something better to offer than the previous generation so I, I think it, it, it's going to be a blessing. Nice. It's crazy how you say that because <laughs> I was just talking to my pops. And I was like, bro, I wish I could have had all these resources when they were yeah. recruiting me. Yeah. I, I'm like, I feel like the old head now. All, all of a sudden, man. This is way off topic, bro. <laughs> and, it, I, it, and I'm not coming out of it weird, but I had to get this out before we get too deep in the conversation. Okay. I'm doing some research on you, Mike. I'm looking through IG. I look and I say, damn, that kind of look like me a little bit. Beer game cold, hat game nice, Achilles shown in some of your, uh, oh you know, God. suit game. Extra medium, no I think socks. We're we going to talk a little bit about this after uh, off, off camera, but I think we can somewhere down the line, bro. Somewhere. I don't know where. We, I think we can, though, man. Well, y'all done, could be. Y'all done traveled everywhere. Could, you done traveled everywhere. You. Hey, <laughs> hey could, could be, man. Like, like I say, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't look past it. <laughs> we, we, we could be, man. We could be. <laughs> so ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Hey, we definitely can, man. nothing wrong. So, who was your pro team kind of growing up? Like, who did you follow? Like, who was the Vegas team? Or did you like, you know, the Bulls because Jordan was your uh, guy? I, I was, I was a Bulls fan. I'm a my obviously I'm a, I'm a native Miami. I was born there, so but I, I rocked with MJ, man. And I started actually getting back to Miami Heat when when D Wade came there, man. Oh, that's right, because that's what you said. A- that. Absolutely. Gotcha. So, because you know, I'm now more of a players guy, but I still roll with the Heat. And obviously, college basketball is Carolina. Um, <laughs> football wise, it's the Patriots. Oh, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you guys can jump on it. Let's I'll, time out right there. No, Bang. there ain't hold no time on. out. How? This is why. <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you why. Oh, what, 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 be, before Brady even got there, I always loved. Their, their their culture and their grit and how they how they blue the musket card. guns you like <laughs> the musket guns right so but I, but I, I was a I was a big fan of Brady when he was in Michigan okay you know and so when he got there I didn't know he was gonna be this good whoever says he was gonna be this good is lying yeah they, right oh, no one but, nobody that. thought that but, but, no one thought that but when you when when, when sports you see 
we, we, we fall in love with the story, mm-hmm. right? We fall in love with the story that, okay, six-round draft pick, pick 199, fourth-round draft, fourth, fourth, fourth on a depth chart, right? Right. And he had an opportunity. And he did something with it. He did something with it. And, and, you know, and, and all these scouts are saying, too slow, don't have arm talent, all this stuff. But he worked at it. Well, America loves the underdog, though. I mean, and they, and they and, and they hate people that win. Yeah, they hate the you know group I, league. Like I, I mean, I, I just hate him. Why? <laughs> Explain no, to me I don't, why. I don't. I don't necessarily hate because he Brady. cheats. Oh what? Um, I don't think he cheats. I think I think the news make it. The news. Uh-oh. We, Uh-oh. We, we have you to be fake news. No, we have to. You going with fake news? We have to realize this. At the end of the day, how do they make money? Winning. Producing. No, no. They, they make money by making news. Like if they're if they're not making news, yeah. they're relevant. Right. So I'm going to uh, make news. Okay. I mean, you can make news by winning. Yeah, that too. I, I mean, I I think Jerry Jones, you know, goes by that formula as well. What? How do we make news? Oh yeah, Jerry Jones always in the news. news. Everybody's American, and, and that and that's and that's why I had to stop you because America's team is the Cowboys. So I just want to. Oh yes. If if you're worried, about, if you're thinking about. Um, if oh, if you're thinking about, if, about if, if if you're thinking about, obviously, the Cowboys been there for a long time. You see, you see the American star and all this stuff. But if we're talking about the American team, that like, so what are we based that upon? In winning, or are we based that on just we can't uh, do it winning because because no, if, if we're based on our winning for the last twenty years, it's the Patriots. So so who has the most rings? Uh, Patriots and the Steelers, six six. We did it first, Ray J. Yeah, but uh, 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 Ray J. <laughs> just, <laughs> we hit it first, son. Ah, so, Brand, like I said, Brady's little brother. Hey, but 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 I, but I roll with Brady. Him going to Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay gonna win it next year. No. Not this year. Next year? Yeah. Oh, next year. Yeah, they, they're gonna have to get in the rhythm and all that stuff. Mike, I hate to break this to you, but Tom Brady will be no next year. <laughs> Tom Brady's seventy-three years old. Yeah. <laughs> You know what they do? They go down from the northeast and they go to the warm spot, but, but, you know, to retire. So right. Yeah. But, just, but but all of us, all of us do know this: that sports now is WWE. It's entertainment. That's what it is. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, better, y'all better, y'all, y'all better wake up. Uh, sports, smell so, sports is entertainment, bro. I'm, I'm telling you, sports is entertainment, man. You, 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 you give a, you give a person of this, you get a flavored one. I'm sports is in, I'm telling y'all sports is entertainment. I man. mean basketball is more entertaining. Football is still F- football a, is too. I guarantee if Brady what? played back in the time your Steelers was winning, or if that is your team, he <laughs> you laugh a little too hard. He, he, we, he, we heard from you in the nineties over there, so he chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> it's that Rocky Bly over there, Frank O'Harris. Shout days. out to Rocky Bly and Frank. Love it. Anyway, we got totally off. Yeah, Let yeah. me. It's all good. Bring man. us back. Okay, so. Um, this is part we like to call in the in the game, right? And so we're going to call us in the WWE tonight. <laughs> so Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, man. How did you get into um, speaking, right? So that's that's really your main focus right now, right? Yes, my main focus is speaking. So how did it's you know public speaking and motivational speaking? Like, give us the dynamic of how you got into that. Oh, it's deep. Yeah, it it is deep. I, I like I said. Uh, I, I went through a, a very tough breakthrough with the mother of my child. Mm. And obviously, um, I had to start spending time with just myself to pull off some old layers. And, you know, you, you get in the gym, 
and you start working. And like I said, I, I've always been a person to to give powerful words to uplift someone. Okay. But when you don't know your gift, sometimes people around you can know can identify your gift before you can. Oh, that's right. I've heard you say that. Heard you say and that. and and sometimes people will start, you know, giving you like, "Hey, man, you good at that? Hey, you know, you know, you you could be a speaker." Give you and, clues, huh? Yes, because success leaves clues. And so in that process, I'm like, and I, and I I would always do videos, but my videos wasn't really like it it wasn't really connecting like properly because I'll be all over the place. I'll be here and I'll be here and I'll be here. And one day, um, at the job, um, a gentleman came up to me, a concierge manager came up to me like, Mike, man, the videos that you 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 be saying it, it is powerful, but if you can just get to the like the center of it of knowing exactly and staying on course of what your message is, you could be all you could be powerful, and that's when I started asking God, "Is this my calling? Hmm. Am I? Is this what I was put on this earth to do?" And I started actually working on it more, working on it more, and working on it more, and eventually I started realizing that I had wings and that I can have an impact on this earth by sharing my story. And not just sharing my story, getting people to realize that they are the creator of their story, too, if they take ownership of it. Okay. So did some of that transpire from how you play basketball into what you – do you see those similarities similarities and correlation there? Yes, because when, 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 you, when you hit a from, – from, from college standpoint, because this, okay. is, this is when I started getting – to think different when I got to college, high school it was just a blur. Mm-hmm. When I got to, so my coach used to always make us do uh, three on three, only two dribbles. That's it. We could, we only could dribble the ball twice. Okay. So that means you have to move without the ball. You can't mm-hmm. just sit still, right? Mm-hmm. You got to score, backdoor cuts, and all this stuff. And the practice used to be so hard. Like we used to run. It used to be hot. He used to constantly make us run and, and, and a lot of stuff. And, like, we would have to, you know, if you take charges, you have to, you can, you can, you can get liners off. So a lot of stuff that I, I come back to is, like, okay, this situation that I'm in right now is not harder than what I dealt with in practice in college. So when I hit adversity, I go back to those moments of I can push myself. I can get, I can get better at it. So I just started working on myself. And also I had a regret of, what if I would have did better in basketball? What if I would have practiced more? What if I would have did a lot of stuff? Because we, we all sometimes we have regrets that mm-hmm. I wish I should have could have, and I don't want to have that. So I always go back to let me see that I don't want to have a regret in finding my gift, but never reaching my highest potential of that. Mm-hmm. So how did you get over that, man? Because the thing is, we talk about this and we see it when we have our athletes on, and just our person. We both played with people that have played maybe a little bit longer in the right. game than us that separation from the game is a hard one yeah and you know you see you either around it like i know we went to um what was it the in the nfl pa um like showcase the last uh playoff game it's kind of like a senior bowl right, right excuse me and you just out there around it and you start getting that itch again and then you told you know yourself that you were dedicated enough that you could have made it to the next step so how did you reflect and say okay i found this gift but though I know that the way I'm working hard in this craft, if I would have worked hard, I could have been in the league. Yes. It goes back to spending time with you. It goes back to knowing what, what lane are you, you're in. Like, you can, you can be around 
so many people, but if you don't have a strong foundation, <laughs> you're just going to get pushed. You're just going to continue to get beat up by the wind mm-hmm. and, and continue to get pushed over because you got to have a, you got to have a strong foundation. And, and when that strong foundation is, 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 you know, is Jesus Christ for me, I can't speak for nobody else, but my foundation is Jesus Christ for someone to go through all this adversity and also not knowing how to how to read until I was 22 years old cuz right that right there I didn't bring that up so in smaller classes you got teachers saying that you know you'll never you know you, you're stupid you're dumb you'll never amount to nothing you'll never make a, any contribution into this world so you hear all that stuff and you you were good in sports but they all they thought was that's all you can do as a black mm-hmm. human being and to all that, for me to experience all that stuff, and then you look back at it like, because I used to believe I was stupid and dumb. Well, yeah, if you got people telling you that, they're supposed to be your mentors, role models, your educators, your 100%. Um, the people uplifting you. uplifting you. And they're tearing you down. And they're tearing you down or putting these plants, seeds. the seeds, those negative seeds. So how, how, can, how can you overcome that? Start talking back to yourself and start every thought that is negative you talk back to it saying that, no, that's not me. So we tend to actually hold on to what the past, but we never actually start looking forward to be like, Hey, one foot after another, that that's how you, you, you can get to success by taking one foot at a time. It's, it's a process. Everything's a process. We're surrounded in this world by everything that's instant gratification. It, that's how we get caught up in thinking that, okay, I want to I want to be just like that person. But what we don't know is that person been through a lot that we yeah. don't know. And so, show it on IG. It, exactly. And, <laughs> and, and, and like I told you the other day when we was talking on the phone. See, everybody see everybody see the glory but they don't know the story. Story. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I realized that how can I get in this box in realizing that who am I? What's my purpose? And who and, and how can I get to where I want to get to? I can see it here. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But I have to move and take action to get there. Boy. Boy. No, that that's definitely real talk, man. So sitting with yourself though, right? Man, yeah. How do you how do you find clarity when sitting with yourself? Right? Because we are our own worst enemies. Yes. As positive as I consider myself a positive person, I'm a realist too. Right. And life happens, shit happens, however you want to say it. So I mean What's the process of going through that? Have, surround yourself with people that really care about you too. So, uh, I, as as in like, as, you have a everyone here has has a few people that we really really trust. Okay. And so when you vent and open up, that's that's why women can 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 be around each other and vent. We were taught that we guys don't gossip. And we, as in, as in sports too, we hold everything in. So everything that we hold in, we're actually just putting brick walls all around us, mm. thinking that that's who we are. Right. But once we start venting to ourselves and also venting to people that we actually trust and believe, uh-huh. we'll start realizing that's not me. So I, so we've been putting bricks, brick walls all around us, and we wonder why we act a certain certain way that we do, because we're so caught up in this person's opinion that we don't really even mess with, but we value their opinion more than we value ourselves. Yeah. And what was that turning point for you? Kind of like isolating yourself and saying, hey, 
obviously the teacher that that, that doesn't validate me. Right. This validates it, me. It, it took a while. Like like it took a while. As in like when I got to college, uh, my mom was like, you know what? We're gonna take. We're gonna be. We're gonna put you in tutoring class. It, it started with reading because, like I said, as a as an athlete, that's all I knew was playing sports. And you, you got know? pushed it, through. And mind you. My mom and my dad, my, my mom decided to stay in Florida. So I'm out here with, with my father and my okay, brother. Okay. So I don't know what my dad's dealing with as, mm-hmm. as an individual person. Right. I, I'm, I'm a young kid, so I'm not bold enough to be like, hey, pops, this what, what's up. going on? Right. So I didn't have that. I, I, I didn't have that. Oh, my two older brothers, yeah, they, 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 like I said, everyone learns differently. Every single person learned differently. Some people might pick up things differently than us, some. But for me, it was a struggle for me to communicate. It was a struggle for me to understand things. But I kept it to myself. That's that's a hell of a boulder to carry. It, I kept it to myself. And so <laughs> that's a hell of a boulder. When, when I got to this point to realize, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me, let me, I can express this because I know people that's going through worse situation than I was. Mm-hmm. Being on food stamps, going to teammates' house. House to house, sleeping on a couch, couch stuff surfing. like that. So, 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 but no one knew that because, because you couldn't. I didn't carry it with me. You couldn't. You couldn't tell I was going through that. Sports was my my gateway to be like, okay, I can exhale and play the game. But, but no one knew that. that, and that's why what's behind your story is that how can you reach deep to actually connect with someone that you have no idea what they're going through to hear their story because they're going to relate and go back to what they've heard in the past Mm -hmm. and they don't think they're good enough man that had to be hella humbling to be 22 and can't read yeah and then like to dig in and know that this was something that was going to change your life who was around you to help push you through that right because like that's a that's a tough one yeah you know what i mean to 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 know like you said to look at yourself and be like hey stuff's got to change like (laughs) like we gotta we gotta get this so how do you who was around you that helped you say like look i'm with you we're going we gonna to get through this. You mentioned your mom. I don't know if that was one of the people that kind of pushed that, but take me through that, man, because yeah. that's just amazing. And, and when, I, when I say mom, I, I have, I have like four moms. Every, yes. You know what I mean? 100%. And so, and so I can go back to um, uh, a, a, a lady that, you know, her, her name is um, Shannon Sophia. Um, she is my, uh, my college, my, my, my high school football coach's ex-wife. Dope. And she met me when I was a freshman in high school. Mm. And um, and I can go, you know, Tony Matthews. I can go with, you know, Robin Gramley. So these people poured into you, pour, poured into me, but also they was actually giving me wings and giving me strength that I didn't even know at mm. the time. And that's why that's why the journey is a gift because we don't know what's going on, and that's why you never judge a person for where they are in life because you never know how far they've come. That's that's why you, when you look back, you're like. I've traveled that far, but I only got there by being around people that's going to uplift me when I fall. Yes. Stronger people, but also I kept moving too. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to actually give yourself a little credit. You know what I mean? And I don't think us as people, we do that. We do that enough. Mm. <laughs> Harp on that a little bit. Cause I, I, I don't think we do that enough as, as a people, as a black people, just give ourselves more, more, just more credit in, in, a, in a humble way too. No, I, I know. I know exactly what you're saying. Right. But 
it's it's a lot of times day to day you can get beat up on by your job, you can get beat up on at home, right. you can get beat up on on, on athletic field. No, right. I feel you. And, right, and 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 there's not a, a lot of positive or uplifting of of of, your, right. of oneself. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? So and I preach it, but I don't do it exactly because I tell people celebrate your wins, yeah, the small wins. But I'm wait, <laughs> I don't and, do and, a great and, job. And, and, and that's and that's the that's the crazy thing. You know, it, it, one one of the books that opened up my mind, my sister got it for me, and this is like when I was when I was starting like to learn how to read. Read. It's called the Four Agreements. Okay. I love and, that book. It, it see that right there was <laughs> was the because all of us have keys. Say it to, again for the people in the back. What's the, the name the, of that book? The Four Agreements. Woo. Because it talks about using impeccable words. We 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 will we, give we'll give love to everybody, but we'll never give we'll never give powerful words for us. Right. Uplift us. Right. The conversations you the most important conversation you'll ever have is with yourself. Yeah. Not with nobody else. It's with ourselves. What are we telling ourselves? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So use impeccable <laughs> words. Don't make an assumptions. Always do your best. And don't take nothing personal. We take a lot of things personal. We do. Because our emotions are tied to it. Right. You know? And, and, and don't so put emotions it, into it. it, 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 it it's hard. It, it, it's hard. a challenge. <laughs> it, it, it's a challenge. You look at a person, you're like, okay. Because I'm always playing. It, 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 life is a game. I, when I see people like like my my good friend, he just he was the first black owned business just opened up in Salt Lake City just now, okay, right? Um, and I'm looking at that. He he just he was posting this couple of guys that I know went out there to, to celebrate with him. And oh, I, the barbershop? Yes. And I look at I look at that. Me in the space that I'm in, I look at that. I'm like, yes, I'm inspired by that. But you'll have some people that look at the situation like, hey. Man, how he do that? It's only just a barber shop, nigga, and, like, and, 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 and it's or whatever, right. right? And so you look at that situation, you look at people. Why is that? That that's that spirit you've been carrying since you was little, or your environment has put that on you, and you don't even know you're carrying it. You right. automatically just hate, and it's like there's hate. enough out here for everyone to eat and to grow and to be successful. But when you are entitled by television, when you're entitled by people saying, "Oh, rich people are greedy." They are greedy, but at the end of the day, they're rich for a reason. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Because the uh, mindset has to change. So we have to just understand uh, that everything that comes out of our mouth that's negative, that is a seed. Right. And everything that comes out of our mouth that's positive, that's a seed. So we have to realize that at the end of the day, what are what energy are we putting out there to the universe? Mm-hmm. Positive or negative? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, Paul George. <laughs> Putting negative energy out there. I mean, but facts bro. is facts sometimes too, though, right? Like, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. You got the quick hits, man? I do, man. So these are kind of just quick, some random questions for you, Mike. Um, real quick. First time, if any time, that you've been starstruck. Starstruck? Never. Never? Um, I, Not starstruck. I just knew, okay, I went to the um the, the celebrity golf tournament in Salt Lake Tahoe. I, I was on the 18th hole. Michael Jordan just got done at the 17th hole. He's walking. I'm like literally right there where the 18 hole is. Okay. I've never been starstruck. I've never been so. At the end of the day, we're all celebrities in our own rights. Right. Because you look it up, it says knowing the multitude of people. So right. <laughs> so I see Jordan coming. The the way that people like I, I no wonder why he acts the way he do because people are in his space 24 seven. He can't move. So right. he he actually cut through, and I'm like, that's crazy. These people act like that. Yeah. And it's like at the end of the day, he put on his shoes just like just me. a human. He's just he's just a human. <laughs> we all bleed the same. That's it. <laughs> but 
I, I would say that just that story. I've never been soft. I'll, sh- I, I'll shake your hand just like I'll shake somebody else. LeBron James hand. They're just human. Okay. They just got more zeros on, on their check account. <laughs> it's real. So this could be somebody dead or alive, but that you would like to sit down and hear their story, like over a dinner, over a plate of dinner or something like that. Uh, Over dinner. Dead or alive. Martin Luther King. Yeah, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. What was Martin's real name? Mike? <laughs> um, right? Michael Jackson. Ooh, okay. Prince, Whitney Houston. Yeah, I want to have dinner with Whitney Houston. <laughs> <laughs> hey, positive. I, I said I want to have dinner with Whitney Houston, too. Oh, I thought All you said positive. you wouldn't. I thought you said he wouldn't, too. <laughs> Thanks, producer. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. That's why you're asking we, me. We just, that you hate, that a, hate was in, yeah, that yeah, hate was in was. your spirit. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I didn't say that now. I you have a long, that's a full sit-down dinner. You had the last supper. You got everybody. What's, what's the next one? What you got? All right, on? so we got to start one, Mike. You got to bench one. You got to cut one. This is basketball. This is all time. Start one, bench one, or cut one. Yep. You got Michael Jordan. Uh-huh. I heard you say Dwayne Wade. Uh-huh. And I'm going to throw out the king, LeBron. Who am I cutting? Who you starting? I'm starting. Who you benching? Who you cutting? Oh, man. See, I, ooh, <laughs> ooh. Uh, <laughs> good one. Uh, I'm starting MJ. Okay. No doubt uh, about it. That's easy. That's left-hand layup. I, I, obviously, I, I have to cut D-Wade because LeBron James, is, he, he can play all his positions. So, I, I have to. Like, Boom. Like, like that's my boy and all this stuff, but he, he plays the same position in MJ. You know, that's... and LeBron has to he he can do everything. So I would have to cut D Wade. Okay, I love like D Wade to his face because he's like a D Wade knockoff right there. That's I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. A... That's where I saw you at. I know, I know where I saw you at. I, I, now, now I know. Hey, I, go back. You remember, remember when um this was about two years ago? You remember when um. They had the little uh, academy thing at Rancho oh, High School. I, I see. And, I and, knew. And, and I said, "What's I up to you?" D- and I said, yep. "You like D Wade?" That's when I remember. That's where I remember you at. See, look at that. Shout out to D Wade. Yeah, all Shout day. Out to D- C- connecting people. We need to, Mike. You need to. I need to. We need to get this to D Wade because I'm not not sure what's going on with his blonde hair and all those type of things as well. Uh, so he got we got to get there. In the back of it, though. I, I, I don't care. We got to. <laughs> we got to talk to him about that. Well. Uh, Stephen A. Smith called him um, Westy Stop off Total Recall. Oh, the total, was it Total Recall when he was a. Uh, yeah. It was Demolition, Demolition Man. Man. It yeah, was Demolition yeah, Man. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what? Total Recall? All wow. All right, all right, hit him up. Hit him uh, up. Uh, we are going so off track. I love it. That's funny. That's hilarious. That's funny. Last that? one. Shout out to somebody on the basketball court. You kind of mentioned CJ, but somebody else that was like, okay, that's the, that's the real deal that you played in your career. That I played against? Yeah, that you played against. Doesn't have to be well known. Just somebody like ooh. Um, it, it was it was a dude that went to Desert Pines named Nick Porter. Okay, he was really good. Okay, he went. He actually went to. He actually went to uh, Creighton. What? He, what? He was a guard. He 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 played. He was just yeah a combo guard. He was really good. I actually know him still. We actually stay in contact. But Nick Porter was was really that dude, for sure. Shout yes. out to you, Nick. Yes, shout out to you, Nick. All right, man. So let's get into this winner circle, man. This is where we talk about your platform, what you're pushing, what you're promoting, what you're doing out there for, for the good of the let's world. Let's do it. And um, it's great, it like is, how 
you've been speaking naturally. And I think that's what makes anything that you're doing the best right. when it comes um, passionately and organically. Right. And there's been multiple times that you said story. And I mean, I led off, I te teased it because I know where we were going, but organically you said that. So tell us about what your story, uh, what's your story, the brand that you're creating. Everyone has a story, but everyone has to be bold enough to actually know their story. But your story is not what your parents say it is. Okay. Your story is not what your friends say it is. Your story is actually digging in deep to find that person and bring that other person that's inside you out. Are are you bold enough to do that? Is you're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna face criticism, and that's okay. You're gonna have doubters. That's okay. People are gonna quit on you. That's okay. But can you actually bring that person out of you, spending time with yourself, getting to know yourself, and actually valuing the things that you value, not what people value? Because what, what, the crazy thing is, is that we value things. Right. We value cell phones. We value cars. We value houses. Materialistic society, hundred percent. But we, we we don't value our heart, our spirit, and our mind. And that was given to us for free. Mm -hmm. We don't value that. <laughs> that's crazy to me. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So so that's what I'm saying. So distractions is so much distractions out here. And that's for that's a, that's for a good reason that people create the stuff like that. Because this is just brain this is just killing our brain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Technology, all this stuff is but you have to be control over this then this, this being control over you. you. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. But it's just I couldn't my, tell you a phone number right now if my heart depended on right. it. Right. And, and and that's a challenge. But like I said, <laughs> at the end of the day, I was bold enough to actually walk this walk. And, and and the danger part is with this also, don't be quick to try to think that you can find yourself in somebody else. Cause if you try to, you might you what you don't know is that you're probably built better than that person. Right. And you probably went through more adversities and more situations than that person. But we also just automatically see people from the outside and judge them mm -hmm. instead of actually seeing what their surface is in the inside. All right. Wow. That's that that behind what your story is, how can you take control of that pen and write your story how you want to? So how are you helping people um understand or share their story? Is that like what's the give me the overall kind of thing is it something where it's going to be a collection of narratives where you're allowing people to tell your their story collectively or are you just really doing it from a speaking standpoint to um ignite them to want to understand that their story is something yeah their, their story is something but they have it, it, that's why when, when i go to these schools and talk to these kids i, I rather deal with kids young kids than adults because adults most of the adults already made up their mind that it's hard for them to actually retreat back to changing their their thinking yeah you yeah. have to unlearn you have, you to, have to unlearn yeah whatever program right exactly see a, a, a guy told me once this he said see i can't get you to do anything that you don't want to do facts but if you watch me close enough if i can get you to think i've done my part see that's the hardest thing to do is to think people are on autopilot 24 7 all the time 24-7. So when I talk to these kids, yes, I share my story and let them know the obstacles that I went through and the, and, and the situation that I overcame. But also, how did I become the person that I am right now? I took action. But also, I didn't hold on to the story of these teachers saying I'm stupid and I'm dumb and I'll never amount to nothing. Right. I, I used to believe it for a long time, yes. But I said, wait, there, there's, there, there has to be more to it. There's a yin and a yang for everything. There's an up and a down. There's a left and a right. Right. So when you can actually just 
like I said, step away and look at the whole picture because when you're in the picture, you can't see the picture. Mm-hmm. When you separate yourself in the picture and get get outside the frame, then you can see the whole thing. Nice. So, how, oh, go ahead. Yeah. How how do you know as as you get kind of older? You know, as we all get older, we kind of get callous in some ways. So you know, being that you talk to a lot of kids in the school systems, how how do you get to their level now? You know what I mean? Because that's a great. One. Yeah. How, how do I get to their level? How do you come down to their level to talk to them to say, hey, this is how, so they can kind of comprehend. Yeah, it, you can relate. D- dumb, relate d- to d- it. Dumb, yeah. Dumb it down a little, right? No, not necessarily. Not dumb it around. No. Just just where they can digest it and apply it to what they're going through in their everyday life and receive it from you, right? I, I, I'll, I'll say this like this. You know how. We all used to hear it. You know how people used to always say that kid's poor, right? Oh, that kid's poor. That kids don't have nothing. I didn't it, hear it because they're probably talking about it, me. But it, it, <laughs> it, 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 in reality, his parents are poor. He's just in the circumstance. He's just in the situation that the parents is in. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I got to change their their perspective to let them know that you can't control your life when. You're not an adult. Right. That's not your fault. Whatever situation and whatever circumstances that you're in, that is you can't control that. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that. You're just in your parents' situation. You can't mm-hmm. control that. Mm-hmm. But as you become an adult and you start realizing that, what do you want? Like, like at the end of the day, I ask the kids, what do you want to be? Because we always, people always say, well, you got to be, you got to wait till you're an adult to, to be this. You got to be, <laughs> no, you don't. Start visualizing it now. All right. Start seeing yourself doing it. Absolutely. Meditate. Think about that stuff. Like, actually write that down and see it. Because, you know, you only can retain so much up here. But if you write it down and you visualize, you see it, that the the, the body and the spirit's going to move towards that. Because if, if you if you don't have a, a target, what are you aiming at? Right. That's a good one. So um, part of your story, uh, you mentioned that um, going to Seneca. Uh, it was Seneca. Sierra College. Sierra, Sierra, excuse me. Yeah, Seneca. Uh, <laughs> Seneca Wallace, why yeah, not? Yeah, Seneca Wallace. Anyway, yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> Shout out to Seneca. Anyway, um, when you went to college, you chose it and you had a great coach. Yes. How many coaches influenced you? How many of them were black? And where do you see, um, you know, the plight that we're dealing with from the lack of black coaches? Um, my coach at Sierra was Italian. Oh, okay. And then my my freshman caught my freshman football coach still to this day and still is in my life he is white caucasian um from a standpoint of black coaches um it was it was a great coach that i knew he was never really my coach but i was around him like his name is coach ross um here in vegas yeah he was he was he was here in vegas he um he he actually was at clark when i was a freshman but i played jv he he was coaching varsity uh j uh he was coaching freshman he taught me some things but like i said uh, and now I get to a point that in life I connect with everybody. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't judge cause I don't know it all. I don't want to know it all. Mm-hmm. That's why there's resources and there's people that you can connect with. Like there, there, there's vibration that every person has. There's low vibration, middle vibration and high vibration. And with the kids back to, back to your point, asking with the kids, what vibration are you at? And if you're in a high, high level of vibration, you're going to attract more people that's on the same level of you. But if you're on a low vibration, you're going to attract more people in a low vibration. And that's just how we are as humans. We, 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 we gravitate towards people that who, what matches our energy. Mm-hmm. Right. And so with the, with the coaches, you say, how, how can more black coaches get out there? Yeah, because, I mean, so you talk through your career, you didn't have any. No, that, you know, I didn't. That influenced you. And it's like, 
um, I get what you're saying from um, a standpoint that, you know, you relate and you, you can learn and grab something from everyone. Yes. But I do think that there's a need for that um, to, to, to have that because we did mention or talk about um, when people are planting those negative seeds and you're not being able to see like that black culture, you know. That, John Thompson. Yeah. Like, you know what he we he's all great. know what he's done. Yes. Like, I remember Miles and I were talking, like, you thought that was an HBCU (laughs) for what he did, you know, for that that school and for those players that came through. Right. So, like, I just think there's a need for it, and I didn't know what your stance was or Uh, how you felt about that. Yes, there's there's a need for it, but also um, it's it's just crazy how, you know, us as black people, how the world has put us in a box of, you know, there's less people growing up in their household with a father. Um, and even though that might not be your responsibility or your own child, it takes all of us as collectively to, 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 to spread the energy and to spread the love to our own young brothers. That's growing up too. 100%. Cause we we're coaches in our own rights. You know what I mean? So when we see like, like, like for instance, um, my barber, a quick story. My barber was at a, he was at the mall the other day, Right. We got the mall the other day. He sees a young fella sagging his pants, right? About 16 or 17 years old. Comes up to him, hey, young fella, man. Hey, pull your pants up, man. You know, you better than that. You represent us too, man. Pull your pants up. Young fella pull his pants up. My barber don't know his father's in there. Father comes up to my barber and says, don't you ever talk to my son like that again. There goes the problem. Yeah, I, because uh, at the end of the day, our, our own people, us as 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 a culture, as, as people, we have to hold ourselves accountable too. Like we, we, I don't, I don't care what other, in any other culture is doing. We have to hold ourselves accountable. We see a kid sagging their pants, we have to call it out. We we have to. We we have to look out for each other because a coach told me one time, if I got you doing a drill and I see you doing it wrong, and if I don't correct you, I'm a terrible coach. We, we ask people, got that, that don't have to be my kid, but we have to start taking criticism in the right way and, and, and stop acting like we can't say nothing because at the end of the day, they think all of us act the same. So whose fault was it? Your, the barber or the father? I think the father, 100%. I don't think so. No? No. Nah. We just talked about um, speaking, setting seeds, sowing seeds. If he didn't know any better, you know, he thought that like, I'm my man. I you don't tell me how to raise my father. I mean, excuse me, raise my son. So if the if the barber is spitting game to a kid, he should be able to respectfully spit game to to um, the guy's father. You know, so the the father had some kind of issue with how he was speaking with him, whatever, and he should have been like, oh, you know, no disrespect. You know, I just know, you know, could have gave him a lesson, right? Like, you know, why people started sagging, right? Because when they were in the jail cells, that's how they told people that they were inviting people to take that booty. That, that that's negative. How how it started is back in the days, the the, the, the white man it was slavery. The, the 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 person would drop his pants down to get whooping by the white man. The the, the people that was enslaved as us to drop their pants, but to, to, to sag to, to, to get to in get. the jail right is where sagging came no, from. Sagging came from I'm telling you slavery. When the white man will will whoop you, and the person will actually put their pants down to get ready to get whooped. And 
agree to disagree or you may have lesson on that but at right. the end of the day both of those are negative connotations right <laughs> so, so, so so if 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 you have that knowledge and if you're sharing with them both of those things are things that that kid should want he would shouldn't want to get taken in the booty and he shouldn't want to get hit by a slave master right so right. so it should be to educate because i think if you you, you you're talking about planting seeds right that's how you plant a seed so he's like hey i'm sorry brother i didn't mean to talk to your kid this way this is what, you know, why I, I was suggesting that because it's not a good look, man, blah, 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 and keep it moving. 100%. But at the end of the day, see, because we, we, we don't control who, who's our family members and we don't control our environment when we come into this world, right? Our environment, we don't control that because we're in this bubble, okay? When, we, when, we're, when we're created, none of, us, none of us created where we was born at growing up in right. our environment. So, we, so So our environment usually shapes us, right? Mm -hmm. We see things. Definitely. Before before I got adopted, I used to see my environment was I seen most of our people's sagging their pants. When I got adopted to my new family, uh, Mike, put your pants up. What? Right. It took me a while to understand that. But what I'm saying is, if I was to grow a relationship with all three of you guys and we become close, if my daughter and my son comes in here right now and you guys spit game to them and I know it's coming from a good place, because the kid pulled his pants up. So a kid knows what's right and what's wrong. 100%. So what I'm saying is the father's in wrong because no matter what, he should have asked the son, hey, what, what, did the, what, what did that guy just say to you? That's, that, that's taking yourself out of trying to be a father and defend your son all the time. But look at the situation like, obviously he told him something and that was beneficial and he should have been like, that's game. And our people, we get defended by everything that we do. And that's all I'm trying to say. You're not wrong for what you say, but at the end of the day, we have to look out for ourselves more and, and understand that we have to educate ourselves in finance. We have to edu educate ourselves in being you know, entrepreneurs and know that we, we, we could be more than just sports. We have to educate ourselves to hold ourselves accountable because our habits create our future. Our habits. All right, we're saying, I, I, I think my dad used to say... Um, I mean, it's a saying in, in the church I used to grow up in that it takes the village to to raise them, um, and, and sometimes that always doesn't come from your biological no, parents or, no. or even your parents at any day. It just it just comes from a village. So, I think as a us as a people, we do have to do a better job of uplifting each other, each other, but but not taking it in in, in a way because a lot of nowadays people are just sensitive in area every area. you know what i'm saying growing up in sports coach used to be like uh what goes on between these four walls is between us that's it right nowadays kids are like telling their mom that he talked to me this kind of way it's like what? back to the four agreements so Don't take at, it personal so, so exactly but a lot of people your parents are telling you you're good and your coach saying you're not that good because he's trying to challenge you and, and stretch you and grow you you got to go through adversity lebron went through adversity Kobe went through adversity. Right. MJ went through adversity. To be great, you have to go through adversity. And, and guess, it, guess who's going through adversity right now? Giannis. <laughs> Definitely. So, so that's Big what I'm adversity. saying. He's. That's what I'm saying. So, at the end of the day, we have to understand that we have to take in control of, of stop thinking that. Put it on the world to be our teacher, mm -hmm. and have our parents and people that we love be our teacher also. Mm-hmm. And and and, it, and it, you gotta be um, you gotta be humble with it as, as well. Yeah, I learned humility through my dad. Right, right. He, the pastor in the church would ask, "Hey, my dad, hey, go do something. He'll do it." My dad would hustle to go do it. So I learned, hey, some 
you got to be humble in the life. And I'm, I'm, my dad is the king in my life, right. right? But I saw him be humble to somebody else. Right. So I learned humility through him. So. Right. That's dope. All right. So um, talk to us. Where can they reach you and learn, um, you know, what's your story? Please put your social media out there for them. We're going to definitely put it in the show notes, but tell them how they can contact you. We have your uh, IG, your personal IG on the screen, but uh, yes. just just shout it out really quick where they get in touch with um, you. Underscore uh, Mike Philogene at IG. Uh, Mike Philogene, Facebook, Mike Philogene, LinkedIn. You guys can find me. Uh, What's your story? One, you can find me also on there. And like I said, um, I stay on the same lane. It, 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 it's basic, simple stuff. I'm not trying to use big words to make me, you know, smarter than you or anything like that. How can you get to point A to point B? Absolutely. By taking action. Because you can dream all day. You can see what you want all day. But if you're not getting up to take action, it ain't never going to work. And you got to believe in yourself more than anybody else, period. Well, you was already giving game. But so here we go. Uh, the last thing, because, you know, time flies when you're having fun. Uh, this portion we like to call the assist, you know, so where you can drop a coaching gym, words to live by, a mantra or inspirational quote. So just a real quick story or quote or something that you live by. Drop the assist. Would you rather be at war with yourself and at peace with the world? Or would you rather be at peace with yourself and at war with the world? That's a conundrum right there. That's something you got to sit with yourself on that one. <laughs> and one more. I'll say this. A good soldier prepares to war in the time of peace. You don't, wait, you, you don't, wait, you don't wait for the war to happen to start getting prepared. Boom. Dropping that. bombs. That's what's up. That's well, what's hey, you know, just like we always do, these things fly so fast. I hope you enjoyed the show. We want to thank, I guess, Mike, man, for tapping in today, man. Appreciate you. And just uh, we want to thank the people, man. We hope you enjoyed today's show. A lot of nuggets in there, man. A lot of stuff to just soak up and, and, and you know, spend some time with yourself. Please give us feedback on what you heard tonight or, you know, what you want to hear. We're Black in Sports on all social media platforms, and we're Black in Sports Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, don't forget, man, we drop the locker room every Tuesday. That's our short format stuff where we talk about different topics. Uh, we've been getting some great feedback about Steve Nash, so we just dropped that. But just know, stay safe, practice gratitude, and know we're rooting for you. Screaming, all us blacks got a sports and entertainment until we even. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. 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 Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Spat about two racks on handmade new racks. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. I'm sorry, everybody from sports to college class.